Brandon Steiner, and this is Unplugged with Brandon Steiner. Hello, uh, thanks for joining. Brandon Steiner here with one of my favorite, favorite people who I've learned so much from. I'll admit it, I got to spend a few days with this gentleman, and uh, it was hours and minutes and days that were well worth it in improving my marriage and getting me to think a little differently. On the phone and on the pod, John Gray. You've probably heard of, the, of his famous book, but he's got a new one. Men are from Mars, Women are from Venus, but he's got a new book. And uh, John, welcome to the program, and I want you to tell me a little about this new book and tell me a little bit about what you're up to. Well, thank you. It's so good to talk to you again. Uh, I wrote Men are from Mars over 25 years ago, wow. and men and women are still different, but... The relationship dynamics have changed tremendously as women have moved more into the workplace, as our lives have become busier with all the electronic stimulation and so forth. So this is called Beyond Mars and Venus, uh, New Relationship Skills for Our Complex World. So it's helping to understand how men and women are coping differently with the modern stresses and what we can do to help our partner be happier. Well... Why'd you write? I mean, the first book was extremely powerful. I mean, I don't know if there's been a book that's taken on uh, relationships, uh, husbands and wives, men and women, like that book took on uh, 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 just a life and, and a road to itself. I'm still using the techniques. I don't buy my wife a dozen roses most of the time. I buy her one rose 12 times. You know, your, point, right. your point system, you know, the touch. That's the point honey, system, which honey, is those are not the those who are not familiar with it, it's understanding that for women, little things make a big difference. And often we men think, okay, score the touchdown, that's good for the season. But, but the big things are good, but it's lots of little things. And in this new book, what I explain is it's those little things that actually stimulate certain hormones in a woman's body that are different from a man's. Generally speaking, a man needs 10 to 30 times more testosterone than a woman. If you've got more muscle mass, you need to produce more testosterone to sustain that muscle mass. And when you don't have a relationship that makes a man feel successful, then his testosterone levels will start to drop. And that's what's happening today is that more and more men's testosterone levels are dropping as their wives are more stressed or their wives are more involved in the workplace. Because it used to be that women were more dependent on men and that made men feel, in a sense, like heroes, you know, like, you know, rising to the occasion, being appreciated, and that bumps up your testosterone. It's like if somebody's hungry and you feed them, uh, then they feel a lot of appreciation. But when women are busy all day long, sort of with their own careers and their own lives and so forth, their need for men becomes less, so their ability to appreciate men becomes less, unless we men understand, like you were talking about the point system, little things make a huge difference to stimulate estrogen and oxytocin. And these are hormones that will help her to lower stress in her life and feel happy. Whereas for men, doing lots of little things, it's, it's nice, but it, it stimulates estrogen. And what we need more is testosterone. So women need 10 to 20 times more estrogen uh, to be happy and fulfilled at different times of the month. And their hormones are always changing. And what's interesting, you know, which is... Uh, when it comes to sports, is it turns out that after the full moon for the next 12 days, or if a woman is uh, still ovulating, after ovulation, which is about 12 days after her period, 
what happens is that's when she needs social bonding more than the pair bonding in a marriage. And that's what's going to stimulate the hormone progesterone. And going to a sporting event actually stimulates huge amounts of progesterone, whereas going on a romantic date stimulates the estrogen, which she needs in those first uh, particularly five days around ovulation. So this is like check your calendar, guys, and make sure you plan a date for, for about 12 days after her period or around the full moon time. So you're saying after she has a period or the, or the full moon, good time to go to a ball game? What I'm saying is, if she's still having her period, the best time to go to ball games, not that you can't go anytime, but the best time when she needs it the most, which is called social bonding, is after ovulation. She ovulates about 12 days after her period. But during those 12 days, there's five days. There's, uh, you know, basically five days after her period is a nice time to interact, but the best time is day six through day 12 after her period, her estrogen levels double. And during that time, that means she'll suddenly notice, am I getting support or am I not? What I've noticed as a therapist, that's the time when arguments break out the most. That's when she's going to suddenly notice. It's like men will go, the weather changed. Suddenly everything was fine, and now she's saying we're never spending time together or I'm not romantic enough or I don't listen enough. Arguments set out. And that's because during that time, she needs more support, like to feel special, particularly during those five days, then the best time for going to a ball game is after she, after those 12 days after her period, or okay. the first five days after her period. Got it. So if you're a husband, I'm just going to throw this one thing out. This is a common problem with my friends. Let's say you're, you know, male or female, you've got two or three kids all under the age of 10. What do you, what do you, how do you keep, that, that's the roughest time in a marriage because everything's, you know, focused on the kids, sex is all of a sudden at a minimal, um, it's just, you know, you're just trying to survive every day. How do you, you know, what do you suggest? I mean, how do you keep, what are a couple of tips just to keep the marriage alive on both sides? Well, this is a big question that everybody's got today, and it's because a woman is not turned on to a man unless her estrogen levels are twice as high as his. And so that's where all this, these little romantic things are very, very important. And when you're stressed because you're busy care, taking care of other people, you're not getting enough time, this is for the woman, to feel like somebody's taking care of her. That's the dynamic. So you've got to schedule at least once a month a kind of a special date. doesn't have to be expensive. But it has to be around that five days, five days after her period. It's like during that time, that five days, you find out three or four things, two or three things that she'd like to do that would be fun. And then it's not what he likes to do. It's what she'd like to do. Then he decides, so he's like taking care of her. And he actually takes her plans that does this date that hits around her ovulation time. That will help boost her estrogen levels so that she is feeling turned on to him. That awakens a man's sexual interest as well. Now, there's something biologically, and this is all the new ideas in my book once I begin studying all these hormonal differences, is for men, we have hormone cycles as well, and that every seven days, if we're not having sex, our testosterone levels will double. 
So it will help build men's testosterone levels if they abstain from doing any pornography or masturbating or anything for six days so that on the seventh day their testosterone levels will double, then they have sex during that time. That will start increasing a man's testosterone levels and interest in sex. So literally, it's once a week for a man particularly, no matter if you're not in the mood or not, you wait for that seventh day. But a lot of guys, because of the busyness of the relationship, a woman's lack of interest in sex, will go online and do porn and get off. But that then lowers our testosterone, and that's what we're seeing today, is it creates kind of a porn addiction, which lessens our interest in our wives. So you got to, like, abstain. You try doing abstinence for six days. Then on the seventh day you have sex, it will double your testosterone levels, increasing his interest in sex and also increasing her interest in Because when a man's testosterone levels are double, it increases, it's proven that a woman will be more interested in having sex with him. But if she, at least once a month, has this time where her estrogen levels double, which is the romantic date, then that keeps her stress-free and more interested in having sex with him. We've now doubled the definition of the what else, as far as you know, the title of my of my pods. Um, this has definitely gone in a very interesting direction. Which, listen, we all want to talk about this. I got to ask you about another thing that comes up often uh, with a lot of friends: the use of Viagra and all these other uh, performance enhancement uh, drugs to make you or enable you to have more sex and blah blah blah. A, how do you avoid having to use those? Can you avoid using those? And what are the repercussions of using those in the long term? When you have to take Viagra, it's a sign that your testosterone levels are very, very low. And therefore, if you use Viagra, you're, first of all, it doesn't create over time. It loses interest because it's not that, you're, that, that the woman feels you're turned on to her. It's that this drug has done it. So that's A. B is that, you know, in the beginning it's exciting. If you hadn't had an erection in a while, you suddenly get this erection. And so there's a wave of interest in it. And now what they're finding is the sales of that is going down. But more importantly, when you're using that, you're not addressing the condition of low testosterone. I'm not suggesting that men take testosterone. That's another antidote to no erections. But what will happen if you practice what I just mentioned, and you can take an herb as well, which will help, which is called Tonkat Ali, uh, two a day uh, for a while, it will knock up your testosterone, shown to increase it four times, so you start rebuilding. But the key to it is that you're not having to masturbate. You know, people, when, they, when they're not getting erections, they're starting to use porn to get that erection, which means that you're stimulated by fantasy as opposed to reality. And the more you depend on fantasy to get aroused, the less reality will turn you on. That's a biological phenomenon because when you're with reality, it stimulates estrogen, which is love hormone, oxytocin, which is trusting love hormone, and that will push your testosterone down even further. So you want to get your testosterone levels up without having to take it or without having to take Viagra. What you do is you, you get it up. Now, the other side of it is when you do have sex, if you're a man, 60% of men last about two to three minutes once they're starting intercourse. And if, you, if you're only lasting two to three minutes, then your testosterone levels will go down again because you're trying to do all kinds of techniques to slow it down, prevent orgasm from coming too soon. So the idea there is always to give the woman the climax first so at least she's satisfied if you're going to do two to three minutes. But then what happens is your testosterone levels will still drop because you're not doing a good 10 minutes to 15 minutes of straight intercourse. 
that pelvic movement down there while you're aroused creates the, the awakening in your body to make more testosterone. So how do you create 10, 15 minutes when you're the 60% of men who come very quickly? So what, what you do then is you get, it's the simplest thing, go to the drugstore and you buy a little lidocaine. Uh, it's just like a lidocaine is something that's in lots and lots of products. Like if you have a, a bug bite or something, you just put a little numbing agent. And it's not like it takes away all sensation. It just lessens the sensation a little bit so that you don't come right away. You come when you're ready to come. But good 15 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes of intercourse is what's going to bring her to a higher level of fulfillment after even she's had an orgasm or to bring her to an orgasm. This, this experience awakens up the man's body to make more testosterone. And what's happened today is because uh, what we have is pesticides in the environment and, and the GMOs, which have glyphosate, these are toxic substances that go into the body, and the body recognizes them as estrogen. And so when you've got this extra estrogen in your body, if you're a man, it causes your body to heat up faster. And when you heat up faster, then you have to come faster because the sperm will die. So the body says, oh, come right away because I'm heating up so fast, and that's the estrogen. So a little numbing agent will slow the whole thing down. It doesn't take away your pleasure. It actually dramatically increases it, and also it increases her pleasure. The key to it is to know that she has a G-spot right on the inside of the vagina. So for about five minutes, you don't go real deep. You just go shallow, like two inches. The rub up against the G-spot helps increase her pleasure. Ideally, if she's already had an orgasm through clitoral stimulation, but it doesn't have to be that way always. So there's a lot of variety in sex, but the key to testosterone is the way you're having sex, because testosterone rules sex for men. Talking with John Gray, beyond Mars and Venus, and we seem to be getting beyond Mars and Venus even in this conversation. Who is this book for? Um, you know, it seemed like the first book was for anybody that was trying to figure out how to date or be in a serious relationship. How does this? How does this book? Who is this book suited for best? Well, this this book is beyond Mars Venus. It goes for any individual. For every woman, whether you want to be with a man or not, whether you want to be single your life or with another woman even, you have to understand your hormonal cycle if you want to cope effectively with stress and learn relationship skills that will actually increase the right hormones at the right time of the month. For men, any man, whether you're with another man or had a sexual relationship or you're not in a relationship, you just want to be healthy. What we know is that when men's testosterone levels drop, that's when they have heart attacks. You know, the whole thing about cholesterol is a part of a myth and that cholesterol is necessary for brain function and, and making your hormones. If your cholesterol levels are low, uh, if you lower them too much, you don't make testosterone. And always when a man has a heart attack, he has low testosterone. When he has depression, he has low testosterone. And even when men get angry, this is a big thing I talk about in the book is how to manage anger in your relationship. Because when men are angry, that's a sign biologically your testosterone is actually converting into estrogen. And too much estrogen in men makes them depressed. It also makes them feel anxiety. It makes them keep them from sleeping through the night. It causes you know, getting angry in arguments. So I teach men the skills to manage anger and help women understand that when a man starts to get angry, don't ask him questions because if he talks, when a man talks to a person he's angry with, his estrogen levels will continue to flare, and that starts to shut a woman down and turn down her estrogen, which she needs. 
So what we have is this sort of biological understanding of now insights for relationship skills. And wow. If she is I, upset, this is mind-boggling. It is. It's mind-boggling. We have the science foundation for this, so it's no longer just observations. And it's taught me a whole series of new relationship skills. You know, if, if, if you know, my wife and I start to get an argument, we have a code phrase, and I just say, okay, I hear you, and put my hand up. And she knows that let's not talk anything more. It's an easy time out because she understands that if I talk more, it will just make me angry or my estrogen will go up. And if she talks while my defensiveness is there, her testosterone will go up and throw her out of balance because she doesn't feel heard. So I have a lot of listening exercises that you do when, you know, for women to talk about things that are not complaints about their partner. Whenever you complain about your partner, you lower his testosterone. But if you complain about other things and ask him to listen, his testosterone will go up if you give him a clear job description, which is, I just want to tell you what's going on. You don't need to fix it or do anything. I just need to feel heard. Because when women can feel heard, it raises their estrogen, and there's certain times of the month where that's more important than at other times. So men are kind of like, my wife suddenly changed. What's going on? Now you can make sense of it. And when we can make sense of things, things work a lot better. So realistically, I mean, because, you know, when you're married, you're not thinking about a schedule for sex and a schedule on how to handle, let's say, your wife or vice versa. But in a sense, there really can be a little bit of a schedule depending on. It's very, very important once you have kids to have a schedule for it. And what it means is a lot of men, they kind of go, well, gee, you know, that it, it pushes a button of insecurity, which is if I'm not in the mood, how do I know I'm going to be in the mood? Because we have no direct control over that area. But what you'll find is that you just lie together and you slowly build up. No matter where you are, it will come. And this is what men don't understand about their bodies. As we get older, our testosterone levels are dropping more. So it's not like this you know, spontaneous thing that's going to happen all the time. You've got to lie in bed and you've got to pressure. There's got to be pressure and there's got to be some arousal in her to arouse him. So it's no longer just this physical perception of, of you know, naked woman's body will turn a man on. But once you're familiar with her body, it doesn't have the same power that it had when it was new. Newness stimulates dopamine, a brain chemical that stimulates testosterone in men. But once that newness is gone, you don't get the free pass to getting aroused. And you don't know that all it takes is nudity, pressure, connection, where she is now her estrogen levels are starting to go up. Because when you touch a woman in a non-sexual way, that's the foreplay, just being close and connected and kissing a little bit, that will increase oxytocin in her. That will lower her testosterone temporarily. It will raise her estrogen. As her estrogen goes up, it will awaken in men his testosterone. We are connected. You know, just like your wife can upset you, she can turn you on, but she's got to have the right hormones to do it. Well, so talk, hold on, have, i got to stop you. Talking about hormones... How about a woman that's gone through menopause and her hormones are all over the place? It's the same same cycle. It's just that it's ruled more by the moon. So if you if you look at my cycle that I have in the book on showing women's cycle of hormones when they're cycling and they're having their period, when they stop having their period, they still make hormones, but it comes from their adrenal gland. And the adrenal gland, the reason women's hormones are so thrown out of balance today First of all, when the adrenal gland comes into balance, it regulates hormone production according to the moon. And this is shown by uh, when the full moon, it, when the moon is full, melatonin, which is the brain chemical of sleep, 
uh, goes down, but their estrogen levels are rising. So we have research showing that women's estrogen levels double around the full moon, which is what happens during ovulation. So it's still they're cycling. It's just not as dramatic as when they're still able to make babies. Now, the, at the time of menopause and beyond, the hormones still get produced just like before, just not as much, but they have to be in the right balance. And that's what my book's all about. Is but how John, to balance. If, if there's a full moon, there's a good chance I'm getting lucky. That's right. That's right. Before it, during it, or after it. But you want to make sure that you, you give a woman five to six days or seven days to anticipate something happening that's special. Like she, and that, that wouldn't be a ball game. That would be, ball game comes after that. That would be something where it's just the two of you where you're doing something for her and she feels taken care of. You know, like if a woman's carrying a box and you walk up to her and you say, let me carry that for you, she's going to, some women are going to go, oh, no, I'll do it myself. Those are the women that are trapped on their male side. But to have somebody do something for you, anybody's, you feel different. And what you feel is, oh, well, thank you. Oh, well, gee, that's nice of you. Oh, I, I appreciate that. That's nice. That's a hormonal shift that happens in the body. And when a man plans a date that he knows something she'd like to do, and he drives, he opens the door, he plays the check, he does the whole little romantic rituals that we have already established, it does have a pronounced effect on her, complimenting her. She will anticipate going on that date for five or six days. She'll be thinking about what she's going to wear. She'll be thinking about her schedule. She, she anticipates, and it's that anticipation that raises estrogen. Just like if you know, you're, you're in your work as a man, if you're anticipating doing a job and you're going to make a lot of money, your testosterone levels go up just thinking about going to that job. You know, if you're a batter and you're going up to the base and you're anticipating success, your testosterone levels temporarily will double because you anticipate success. Women have to anticipate feeling cared for, understood, uh, special, cherished, any of those things she anticipates that happening from the man in her life that she kisses goodnight, that man has the power, particularly during those five days around ovulation, to double her estrogen. You don't have that power at other times. It literally, her body doesn't want to double at other times. And after her period, during the progesterone time, that's when you want to socialize more. That's when you want to play bridge or you want to go out with friends. You want to go to a ball game. You want to have dinner with people. That's going to lower her stress at those times. But if she doesn't get those five days, during those five days, some kind of special attention, then for the rest of the month, there's a part of her is kind of like, I missed my night's sleep, you know? It's like, I, I have to catch up on sleep. I missed my meal. I'm still hungry. There's a part of her that's going to experience dissatisfaction and feel ignored or, or, or not seen or not understood or not special because she didn't get it at the time when she needs it. Just as a man needs to have that sex once a week as a as a as a foundation, particularly if he's not getting regular erections or if his testosterone levels are lower. If you go to indigenous tribes, men's testosterone levels never drop. If you, if you, mine are 25% higher following the technique that I just suggested than, than when I was a young man. Now, I'm going to go away on a vacation soon. I will have sex more than once a week just because there'll be plenty of, of everyone taking care of us, you know, the restaurants and the massages and the different things. My wife's estrogen levels will be soaring, so that will keep me sexually aroused and interested, and we'll have lots of sex. But 
after the vacation, then there will be a recovery period for both the man and the woman where you get, you back up from each other for a while because it's only when men pull back do they rebuild the testosterone to now come close again. Wow. Man, I'm going to have to listen to this a couple of times to get all that. This, I mean, that is just stock full of information um, and not the normal conversation I'm having around, you know, uh, the, <laughs> no the, the poker table, you know. No hey, how's your, uh, how's your estrogen? How's your wife's estrogen doing? But how? I just got to ask you two other things. But first, your Facebook and you do these live. There's a whole bunch of stuff, data and information that you can get on your Facebook. You have quite a following. You recommend that for people listening to this to go go get you know I think it's your Sunday nights that you do like uh well it's not it's not Facebook it's at MarsVenus.com every day at MarsVenus.com I have a an hour talk so we have a schedule it's like a TV show at five different topics and I, they're all pre-recorded I've done these in the past and we we have several hundred of them and so you can look at the topic you want to hear and all day that show's running. And people can get that information. And, you know, I did mention for men, rather than Viagra, to use uh, Tonkat Ali. It's our, we have a health food store as well. It's our number one seller. I mean, men love it. And not only just to get erections, but it's also to give you energy and focus. Because as men are getting older, their energy levels are dropping. That is a direct symptom in most cases of lower testosterone and higher estrogen. So there's also some herbs in there which help kick estrogen out of the body that weightlifters will use. So we want to be able to kick the estrogen out of the body. Even a glass of water with lemon every morning helps to kick estrogen out of the body. Occasionally to go a day without eating, uh, just drinking water and lemon and maybe taking some mineral supplements. There's mineral supplements in there which are known to completely reduce stress both for men and women, but particularly for women. Because uh, when they're stressed, their estrogen levels are too low, and that will diminish the sexual chemistry that brought you together in the first place. I, you know, the last time we were together, you remember we, we had gone to a Yankee game, and I think I got some of the best stuff right around the eighth or ninth inning from you. We had you spent, did. We spent a good day <laughs> together. It was a day that I really won't ever forget. But a lot of your conversation with me was about nutrition. I was shocked, you know, how much nutrition plays a role and how important it is. Are you still feeling that way now, or is that a part of the book that you talk about? Just give me a little bit of a, a kind of preview of your thoughts on nutrition. Oh, I just have so much passion around nutrition because, you know, as I mentioned to you back 15, 16 years ago, I had Parkinson's, and I found a natural solution for it. I am working on a book with a doctor who's done double-blind studies showing that just taking about six different supplements will stop, arrest Parkinson's, and reverse it for early stages Parkinson's. But at least it doesn't get worse. And that taking the drugs just makes it worse. Blood sugar issues for people that are eating junk food too much, they'll start having prediabetes and diabetes. That will cause you to start waking up in the night and you can't get a full night's sleep, which is so important for your hormones. You know, then the, the minerals that will immediately keep your brain from looping. You know, so many of us, once we get married, we're connected to our partners, and if we feel rejected in some way or criticized in some way, it will just strike a chord, and we start to loop. You remember it over and over and over, and there's certain minerals that will just stop that right away. So there's natural solutions for literally everything to stay healthy, and, and people just aren't aware of them. And, you know, they'll go to their doctors and tell them some of this stuff, and the doctors never even heard of this stuff, but then they'll do the research and see that it's proven. There's hundreds of studies showing these natural solutions that in many cases 
can bring back our vitality and our energy levels and so forth. Wow. So, yeah, this I've just so with those solutions. So important. Let me leave you on this one note. I'm going to give you a closing note. If you were to say something to all men and women that are married, this always seems to be the issue because the single people seem to be having all the fun. I'm not sure if it's true or not, but it just seems to be. But if you were to send one message to all married people, one message, that you were able to get to everybody in this country that was married, give me that one message. Tell me one thing or two really important things that just is a must. Do it right away. Gosh, you know, of course it's going to be read this new book. Uh, understand how hormones play and how our hormones are being thrown out of balance by what we eat, by the toxicity of the environment, how to get rid of that toxicity, the communication skills that are essential to help balance the, the hormones in our body. And if we want to super simplify it, it comes down to men. Listen more to your wives. Ask more questions. Women start to show more vulnerability and also give up complaining about your partner. If you can learn how to ask for support in the right way, you'll get more support, but give up trying to change your partner. What love is, is embracing your partner the way they are and not complaining about the way they are. And certainly you want to imp and communicate to your partner what your needs are, but how to do it in a way that that asks for more, that doesn't give criticism or sound like a complaint. And that's a whole new relationship skill. We don't have those relationship skills. Most women, if they're not getting what they want, they, they're stuck complaining. And that will shut a man down. It kills his testosterone levels. And then men pull away. And then what happens is that women don't get the special attention they need. They need to feel this connection in order for their estrogen levels to go up. And once we understand the dynamics of that, it's kind of like a watch. Once you understand how it works, then you can fix it. But if you don't understand, you kind of just drift further apart. So the message I'm giving is that restoring the connection, which comes with many benefits of happiness and passion and vitality, happens through better communication, learning new skills, A, and the other one is the right nutrition to counteract all of the toxicity in our environment that's messing up our hormones because we can come back in the hormone balance without having to take hormones or having to take drugs, but there's natural solutions for this. John, thank you so much. You know, I've, I've actually learned and just enjoy the differences that, you know, I enjoy the way my wife is as opposed to thinking that she should be a certain way or that way. I enjoy the fact that some of the things that she does is quirky and odd, and I think I'd be disappointed if, if, if those didn't exist. Um, you know, setting the table up two weeks before having people over for dinner or, <laughs> uh, or you know, leaving a little hair in the drain or, you know, whatever it is. You know, I just, I just think that I've learned to actually have fun with it and enjoy that and look at it as a positive. Instead That's so of, sweet. We're going on a vacation. My wife's been packing for two weeks. <laughs> I, I think it's great. You know, it's like, honey, let's get the shares out now. I mean, even though they're coming in two weeks, let's That's get ready. <laughs> That's Let's the do right it. attitude. That's love. Exactly, You're a wonderful yeah. man. And, yeah. and the one rose 12 times instead of That's a dozen right. roses. There's a 12 points in the point yeah. system that John Gray talks about in his first book, Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus. But Beyond Mars and Venus seems to be another must-read. Congratulations. Good luck. I'll be following you, as I always have, and uh, really enjoy the time. This was a, this was a lot of intel here. I, I think I'm going to have to go back and listen to this pod a couple times myself. Well, thank you so much. John, be well. I hope to see you for another Yankee game. I'm hoping you come right, this way. I'm looking forward to it. The thank seats, you. The seats are ready for you. Take care, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.